I don't understand kids, and I certainly don't understand babysitting. There, I said it. I read these books, but I could never babysit now, so babysitting when I was 12 is especially out of the question. I thought wearing all black on Valentine's Day was a clear message to the Hallmark Corporation on what I thought about their fake holiday. Take that, corporate America. Clearly, I was in no condition to take care of another human life. Even with my disdain for children, I wouldn't belittle someone who wanted to do it, especially if it was their job. Somebody has to take care of all the Stony Brook kids while their parents go off to their ritual sacrifices or wherever the parents go. It's a ritual sacrifice or a coven or an orgy. Or Stony Brook has an extensive nightlife culture for 40-somethings. In Claudia and the New Girl, the titular girl has some impressive artistic credentials and not much else. This is Rereading My Childhood, The Babysitter's Club number 12, Claudia and the New Girl. Claudia's boarding class, but the day changes quickly when a new girl enters her classroom. She is dressed like a hippie. She was wearing a very pretty pink flowered skirt that was full and so long it touched the tops of her shoes, which I soon realized were not shoes, but sort of hiking boots. Her blouse, loose and lacy, was embroidered with pink flowers and both her wrists were loaded with silver bangle bracelets. Her hair, which was almost as long as my friend Dawn's, was dirty blonde, was pulled into a flat braid, which I might add was not held in place with a rubber band or anything, it just sort of trailed to an end. But the amazing thing was that because her hair was pulled back, you could see her ears, and she had three pierced ears in each ear. They were all silver and all dangly, but none matched. Yep, just like a hippie. Needless to say, this girl captures Claudia's attention immediately. Her name is Ashley Wythe, and Claudia asks the girl if she is related to famous artist Andrew Wythe. The girl replies that she isn't, but she wishes she was. She called herself a sculptress, and the two bond over art. After the obligatory, here are all the members of the BSC chapter, Christy shows up first to their usual meeting, and Claudia has some shitty things to say about her. Christy is really cute, but she never bothers to make herself look special. All fall, she's been wearing the same kind of outfit, jeans, a turtleneck, a sweater, and sneakers. And she hasn't been doing a thing with her long, well, longish, brown hair except brushing it. Here's an example of one of the big differences between Christy and me. I was wearing a very short pink cotton dress, white tights, and black ballet slippers. I had swept all of my hair way over to one side, where it was held in place with a piece of pink cloth that matched the dress. Only one ear showed, and in it I had put my big palm tree earring. Christy was not wearing any jewelry. Jeez, way to put your friend down, Claudia. Christy's outfit is timeless and certainly still an acceptable outfit today, whereas your outfit looks like a tacky neon dance club from 1984 threw up on a casino palm tree in Vegas. I want to like you, Claudia, but maybe if you didn't spend all your time on your clothes and cracked open a book, you wouldn't have so much trouble in school. Just the thought while we're spilling tea and being jerks to one another. The next day, Claudia sees Ashley at her after-school art class. Ashley, who was wearing what I would call a modified Canadian tuxedo, quote, puffy white blouse, a blue jean jacket, a long blue jean skirt, and those hiking boots again, complete with a strip of faded denim tied to her head like an Indian headband. Cool words and outfit there, Martin and Ashley. And they discuss Ashley's educational past, Claudia's portfolio, and Stony Brook's art class. Before she moved to Stony Brook, Ashley attended the Keys Art School in Chicago, which is not a real school, don't bother googling it like someone I know, and she likes Claudia's work. The art teacher, Mrs. Bear, announces an art gallery opening featuring a sculpting contest. Ashley is instantly excited and encourages Claudia to enter as well, but Claudia wonders if she'll have enough time. 
While Claudia babysits the Radowski boys, Ashley shows up while they are playing Red Light, Green Light. And before you ask, yes, there is a detailed description on how to play the ubiquitous childhood game. Apparently, Ashley had just moved in next door. Why do you have to babysit? Ashley asked me. The boys looked somewhat hurt. I don't have to, I replied. This is my job. I love babysitting. I told her about the babysitter's club and how it works and the kids we sit for. What do you do in your spare time? I asked Ashley. I paint or sculpt, she replied. I mean, what do you and your friends do? Well, what did you guys do in Chicago? Just, just my artwork. That's really what's important to me. I had one friend, another girl from Keys. Sometimes we painted together. The only way to develop your talent is to devote time to it, you know? Ashley is dedicated to getting her 10,000 hours before she turns 16 and is aged out of the art world forever. At lunch the next day, Claudia invites Ashley to sit with her friends, the BSC, but she doesn't want to, saying she wants to discuss art with Claudia and their entries into the sculpture competition. They decide to go to a watercolor exhibit in one of Stony Brook's galleries, but only on the condition that they leave early enough for Claudia to be home for the BSC meeting. Of course, Claudia is late for the meeting at her own house. Ashley just didn't want to leave the museum. Christy chides her for her tardiness, and Stacy expresses jealousy over the time Claudia has been spending with Ashley. Any potential jobs Claudia could have taken are given to Marianne and Stacy. Claudia is remorseful, especially at the way she disappointed her best friend. Then we get our first handwriting chapter, which belongs to Dawn at the Perkinson's house. She gets a call from Jeff, who admits he got in trouble in class for throwing an eraser across the room, sending the room into chaos, and breaking a mosaic that cuts a kid. Nothing too serious. I think I would have remembered a BSC title like Dawn and her brother's attempted murder trial. Dawn is forced to schlep Mariah and Gabby, the Gabbers Perkins, in a red wagon to Jeff's school, and they have a conversation with Ms. Besser, Jeff's teacher. I'm Dawn Schaefer, Jeff's sister, Dawn explained why she had come instead of her mother. And I, spoke up Mariah, am Miss Esmeralda. I run a beauty salon. This is my assistant, she added, climbing out of the wagon and pointing to Gabby. I am Miss Gabby, said Gabby. Would you like a makeover? Mariah asked Miss Besser. Oh, not today, Miss, um, Esmeralda, supplied Mariah. She turned to Jeff. Would you like a makeover from our traveling beauty parlor? No way, replied Jeff, turning red. I would like a makeover, Gabby told her sister. Oh, good, said Mariah, and got to work. I love the Perkinsons. Long live Mariah and Gabby the Gabbers Perkins. Miss Besser pulls Dawn away and says that they have a serious problem with Jeff, and she wishes she could have spoken with Dawn's mother. Dawn sends Jeff home, and she returns to the Perkins residence with the girls. We're back to Claudia, who is, once again, neglecting the BSC to eat with Ashley where the Keys alum herself says the most pretentious thing a 12-year-old could say. Quote, I'm an artist and my craft is calling. I felt myself cringe when I read that and I cringed even more when I thought about all the stupid shit I said when I was 12 years old. Ashley goes on about how she wants to sculpt an inanimate object and they should go to another exhibit on the day Claudia has a club meeting, of course, after the exhibit, Ashley freaks out over a fire hydrant in the middle of the sidewalk. Then she starts pointing out everything around them, like gum wrappers and traffic lights. Ashley encourages Claudia to sculpt a traffic light because of, quote, the power it holds. It controls the traffic. It can make people late. It can prevent accidents. It's a little box doing an awfully big job. The pretension meter went off like crazy. 
My partner said I wasted my money on that thing. Well, guess who's wrong? I did use it. Like a traffic light. It's a little box doing an awfully big job. Claudia notices that she's late for the meeting, but Ashley doesn't want her to leave. Claudia chooses to find a payphone, call Dawn, and tell her that she'll miss the meeting. When she gets home, Marianne has left her a cold note about sitting for Nina and Eleanor Marshall. There's also a note from Chrissy that says, quote, Everyone at school thinks Ashley is weird. I just thought you should know. Claudia said she missed the meeting and how her friends are treating her relationship with Ashley, but she's frustrated that she sacrificed the meeting and still doesn't have a subject for the sculpting contest. Chapter 8 starts like a handwriting chapter, but is really just a group text in the BSC notebook. Marianne writes that some of them are neglecting their official duties, forcing other members to fill in. Dawn chimes in that she doesn't mind being vice president. Stacy says that they used to have a VP who was nice, but then she, quote, never shows up at meetings and she hangs around a person who wears bell-bottom blue jeans to school. Just wait a few years, Stacy. Bell-bottoms will come back and be called flares. Handwriting chapters are a way to tell a story about another character without the first-person narrator actually being there, seeing the events unfold. This is usually for babysitting jobs, but this chapter is a little different. Claudia can't make another meeting, so this one is about the meeting she missed. Dawn talks about what happened to Jeff after her mother found out what he had done. During a meeting with his teacher, it's revealed that he's been acting up and refusing to participate in class. They exchange platitudes about, quote, not letting him get away with a thing and praising good behavior. Don is disappointed they didn't discuss Jeff moving to California to live with their father. The Papadakis calls and the BSC doesn't bother to consider Claudia for the job. They just hand it over to Christy, which honestly, if Claudia isn't at a meeting, she really shouldn't get a job unless everyone is unavailable. It's as if someone doesn't show up to class and then gets mad when they miss assignments. You need to show up. The meeting ends with Marianne crying over their crumbling relationship with Claudia. I don't blame her. At school the next day, Claudia sticks a poster of some guy named Max Morrison in her locker using gum. We were reminded that the school doesn't allow tape in their locker, so the kids have to be creative and they use gum instead. And I will reiterate that it's worse to deal with gum than tape and the school policy on tape needs to be re-examined. Immediately. Ashley shows up moments before the BSC. Do you suppose you'll be able to clear time in your busy schedule to get to the next meeting? Don asked me. I looked at her in surprise. What kind of question was that from our even-tempered alternate officer? I, I plan to, was all I replied. I hope you approve of that, said Christy to Ashley. Ashley still looked awfully uncomfortable. Claudia, she began uncertainly and then seemed to gain confidence. Claudia is an artist. Oh, don't remind us, interrupted Christy. She's an artist, Ashley went on, and she needs to spend time on her work. What are you, her tutor or something? asked Stacy. I'm her mentor, replied Ashley, as serious as always. <laughs> oh, the douche chills. If Claudia is going to develop her talents to the fullest, and I think she can go a long way in the world of art, she has to devote as much time as possible to her art, Ashley finished. Okay, slow down, 12-year-old mentor. Spending time on anything else, especially babysitting, is just a waste. Hey, said Christy, turning angrily to me. Does this mean you're quitting the club? It would be nice if you let us know. We'd like to hold meetings somewhere other than in your room if you are. And of course, we'll have to give our clients our new phone number, make up new flyers, all sorts of things. 
I'm not quitting the club, I exclaimed. Could have fooled us, said Stacy. They storm off and Ashley says, who needs friends when you have art? Claudia misses more BSC meetings and blows off a shopping date with Stacy to go to Ashley's house. The rest of the BSC decides to get their revenge on their former best friend and vice president. They are going to systematically kill everyone around Claudia until it drives her insane. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. That's more akin to Fear Street. Since the BSC meetings are held in Claudia's room and they're in her room without the artist herself present, they misplace her things, like putting crackers in an old purse. So Chrissy and Marianne short-sleeved my bed. Was I ever mad that night when I discovered what they'd done? I was dead tired because I stayed up trying to catch up on my homework and read The 21 Balloons, another Newbery book. By the time I was ready to go to bed, I was so sleepy I could barely turn my comforter back. When I did and I slid between the sheets, my legs only went halfway down. I kicked around. I couldn't imagine what was wrong. Finally, I lifted up my comforter and looked. I couldn't believe it. Pinned to the sheet was a note that said, Ha ha, sleep tight. Got her, Christy. Claudia was mildly inconvenienced. At the end of the meeting, Stacy posits that Ashley likes Claudia because she's an artist, not because Claudia is Claudia. A few days later, once again while babysitting the Radowski kids, Ashley visits Claudia. Ashley questions why Claudia spends her time with the children and actually encourages her to just, like, leave them and go with her and sculpt a donut or whatever the fuck Ashley wants to do. Ashley's ice blue eyes turned icier. This is the thanks I get for. For what, Ashley? What did you do that you expect thanks for? What did you do that you wouldn't have done just because you're my friend? I taught you about sculpting. I taught you how to look beyond Miss Bear and see what else you can do. And you think you deserve to be paid back? You think I owe you something? Friendship doesn't work that way. Friends are friends because they like each other, not because they're in debt. But you want me to devote my life to art, and that's not fair. You shouldn't make up conditions for friendship. Besides, there's more to my life than you and art. I'm not giving anything up. Ashley regained her cool as quickly as she lost it. You mean you're not giving anything up just for me? Because I'm not important enough to you. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you something, Claudia Kishi. You are ungrateful and foolish, and you don't know a thing about being a friend. If I were Claudia, I'd just wipe my hands and say, good riddance. Then I'd go apologize to the BSE and end the book. But that's not the end. We still have a sculpting contest to wrap up. When Claudia returns to the Radowskis, she decides to sculpt Jackie because he's really alive. Like, get this kid some Ritalin alive. The next afternoon is Marianne's turn to sit for the Radowskis. Claudia visits and asks if she can sculpt Jackie and apologize to Marianne. Oh, and look who shows up again. Ashley leaned over to look at the sketch I was working on. I saw your bike outside. What are you doing here? I couldn't believe you were babysitting again. And I see you aren't. Nope, I'm starting my sculpture for the show. That should make you happy. Not if you're going to sculpt him, replied Ashley, pointing. Jackie's eager face fell. Jesus, Ashley, you're one of those people defending ice-putting kids in cages, aren't you? Him has a name, I told her. He's Jackie, and he's one of my good friends. Jackie's smile returned cautiously. So you lost your nerve, Ashley went on as if she hadn't heard me. You're going to sculpt a person, right? Why? Because I'll sculpt what I want to sculpt. I'll sculpt what I do best, and I do people best, even though I still have a lot to learn. I'll say. 
Well, you're not going to learn it from me, retorted Ashley, and she headed for the front door. Her parting words were, you're ruining your career, you know. Then she let herself out. All that in front of Jackie and Marianne. Seriously, Ashley, take it down a notch. You're barely a teenager. No teenager has a career. Only very serious hobbies. She calls the BSC and apologizes to them. She misses another meeting, but this time it's because she's trying to finish her homework. However, despite her efforts, Claudia won't be able to finish her sculpture of Jackie in time for the contest, especially if she wants to finish her homework. She tells Jackie in person the disappointing news. He takes it well, but he's still sad. Claudia returns to the club during the next meeting, and they officially make amends. At the contest, Ashley wins first place, but Claudia's sculpture is still displayed as a work in progress, which makes Jackie ecstatic. Ashley and Claudia share a moment, and at lunch at Stony Brook Middle School, Ashley actually sits down with Claudia and the BSC, but Claudia makes it clear that this isn't a common occurrence. The BSC is back together, and we never have to think about Ashley again. Ashley is one of the most onerous characters I've read so far. Sure, I'm not a kid person and I could never babysit on a regular basis, but I sure wouldn't go out of my way to insult children right to their faces and speak about them as if they weren't there. That's the thing that annoyed me the most about Ashley. She had open disdain for kids who were being perfectly sweet. If we never see Ashley again, it'll be too soon. When we see her again, which I was like, what? What? 